Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy, they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sitap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my tea-drinking co-host, Mina Kunlositap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. I like that teacup. You're very fancy. Actually, I have a flower teacup, but it's a little different. My partner's half English. (laughs) Pinky's out. (laughs) Pinky's out, my friend. Um, We are excited, and we are tea-drinking today because we have a very special small biz founder with us. So this is our small biz founder episode. Um, and it is brought to you by shop one in five and the shop one in five pledge where we're asking you to pledge to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. Your impact on small businesses is huge. And I know a lot of you out there are small businesses. So it is our job to support each other as well and to let people know about the pledge. So go ahead and head to shop1in5.com. You can pledge, you can support, shop, and discover other small businesses over there. So without further ado, we'd love to introduce Jenny She of Sipping Streams uh, Tea Company. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Did I say the name right? Sipping Streams? Why don't you go ahead and say your own name? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. My name is Jenny De, and I'm the owner and founder of Sipping Streams Tea Company. Perfect. See, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, Because you are a very busy entrepreneur, business owner. You have so many facets to your business as not only do you sell tea, but you have a restaurant cafe, you have an education company. You can farm. I mean, all the things. So tell our <laughs> listeners how busy you are and what you do. Well, I don't want to say I'm always busy because I don't want to seem unapproachable, but it started off as me teaching tea classes. And I used to be a high school teacher. And so I was interested in teaching 
T. And then I did classes at the university and at our high school and at people's homes. And then I was like, well, you know, my parents were restaurant owners growing up. I should be a tea house. Like we should have food and sit down. So it grew into a restaurant. And then I kind of went back to the tea education part and I wrote a book about tea. I have a tea education program, a tea certification program. And then just this summer, we started the world's northernmost tea farm in the world and the only geothermal run tea farm in the world. So we now grow tea year round. And we also do all of our own sourcing, blending and packaging. So all the manufacturing in-house. Amazing. (laughs) Um, So your geothermal one, it's a greenhouse, right? And wasn't it featured in PBS or something lately? Yeah, actually, that's it's actually been filmed already and it's coming out. I don't know what day, but it's coming out like mid-February or March. I can't remember yet, but it's already been filmed. Yeah. That is so exciting. Let us know because I want my daughters to watch it and they will be so excited. So, and we're excited too. So we started off saying you're the northernmost tea company in the world. So where are you located? We're located in Fairbanks, Alaska, which is 100 miles south of the Arctic Circle. So it's literally when I looked it up online, I could not find any tea shop, tea cafe thing, nothing in the whole entire world that what that was this cold and this far up north. Yeah. Would you but be we, looking yeah. down on the Northern Lights? Is that like, are you looking south? It works that way, right? Yeah. Well, I guess I, North, let me tell you the North Pole, North Pole, Alaska is actually south of Fairbanks. No. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The world's I'm so cold North thinking North about you. Wow. This is an LA girl in the Northeast freezing. I'm like, this is too North. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's amazing. I mean, did you always know that you were going to be a small business owner, much even a small business owner to this whole multi-omni-channel sort of business? Oh, no, 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 no. Our parents... So I'm an immigrant. I was born in Hong Kong and I grew up in Alaska. My parents were chefs. My dad was a head chef. He started almost every restaurant here in town in like the 90s, all the Asian restaurants. He was a consultant too. and. We grew up being highly discouraged to be entrepreneurs. <laughs> They're like, don't familiar. ever start your own business. Don't ever, yeah. They're like, don't do it. Don't do it. Have a stable job. Live the Asian American dream. Be a doctor, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I went to school studying sports medicine. So I actually had two previous careers before I started my tea company. It, it just kind of happened. Didn't want to be an entrepreneur. But growing up also, we, my parents did every single side hustle on top of their restaurant that they owned, which was, was like a five-star banquet-style Asian restaurant here. And they um, would pick local herbs and flowers and things and sell them to other tea companies. And then we would sell at the farmer's market with our vegetables that we grew, our Asian vegetables. And so we grew up very entrepreneur-like, but they're like, just don't do it. You're, you're never going to have a life. <laughs> but too, you're an entrepreneur with like, like Nina said, multi-omni-channel. So, so let's talk about the product companies. Let's talk about Sipping Streams. So it is a tea company. You sell teas and you sell accessories for, for drinking teas. And tell us a little bit about what you sell and where you currently sell. 
So we sell all sorts of teas, over 50 different flavors of teas that we blend or source the ingredients for. And we sell our teas in grocery stores like Walmart, Target, um, Fred Meyers with Kroger. And we sell them to cruise ships. We sell them to hotels, cafes, restaurants, pretty much anywhere, museums, anywhere that anyone wants to like sell um, tea. Whether it's a gift shop, like a boutique, or if it's like an Alaskan souvenir. So we have different kinds of product designs depending on the industry, specific industry, besides just being a store. So if it was a cruise ship, they would want our Alaskan-made products that looked more like the Alaskan image because tourism is huge here. Mm -hmm. If it's my high-end products, it might be in a really high-end boutique or a certain type of style of a museum or a certain type of hotel that they would want that in. I love that. Tell them about the tea that I'm drinking, the mile, the thousand mile and what, how that relates to um, Alaska. Yeah. So actually Fairbanks, Alaska is the dog mushing capital of the world. <laughs> and well, because it's so cold here. Tell us what dog mushing is. Oh, okay. So for those of you who don't know what dog mushing is, there's there's some dogs and they have harnesses and they pull a sled. And the thousand mile tea is named after the Yukon quest that either starts or ends here in our own hometown. That's literally a thousand miles. And it goes through Canada. In so the snow. It's in, in the snow. Sometimes it's minus like 80 degrees with the wind chill with a blizzard and you can't see anything with your 14 dogs in the middle of nowhere. You got no cell phone. You're not allowed to have a cell phone. Like they have satellite phones. Like if you tap out, you're, you've canceled. You've, you've dropped out of the race. But essentially like it's your own. You're camping in your sled or in a blizzard in the snow. It sounds like my um, worst nightmare, but there's <laughs> dogs. So I, I like that but There's part. dogs. Yeah. yeah. And these are dogs that have been raised and trained and bred mm -hmm. like their lines to survive this. And they don't just race a thousand miles. They have to do small incremental races to get up to that. Mm -hmm. And there's like vet checks all along the way. So this was a tea that I created over um, 13 years ago to be donated to all the checkpoints and the dog drops for the staff who have to stay up 24 seven for the volunteers, the vets that are all there and for the dog mushers. And it was supposed to be a one-time donation that ended up blowing up. It was like featured on NPR and everyone was talking about this tea that like, there's so much energy in this thing. Like, what is this? And it's just literally tea. I mean, it is sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot to get done today, my friend. <laughs> oh my and then you also, was this the same tea that sponsored the other, the race last year? So that's a different tea that we designed for a performance one that's based off of immunity. Mm, so we sponsored it. a different tea. And so I try to custom design things that I think will, that will work for a broad scope of people, but with a certain theme, with a certain functionality or flavor, because everyone in the world most likely likes tea. It is the number one most consumed beverage in the world. But if they don't think they like tea, they probably haven't found the tea for them because there's literally thousands. But when you're thinking about products, you need to narrow them down, right? To like your best sellers or with the theme of what people are wanting. So you can't sell like a thousand different flavors and be successful in a lot of them. So you try to find these groupings of these themes of what people want. And you are a student in Multi-Student Machine and you are also in our mastermind and we're so honored to work with you. But this is this is stuff that you've gotten to on your own as well. Like you, when you came to us, you were a very successful business already. I think you were selling, were you selling in Target and Walmart? Up 
in yeah. Alaska. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is all on your own, but I think the beautiful and thing Whole about Foods, you- I mean, everywhere, I feel like at that time, even. Yeah. Where are you mm-hmm. on Whole Foods? Yeah. You're- no, we don't no, have a Whole Foods here. There, you know? <laughs> no. In your head, you were probably thinking she needs to get into Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was. But I thought for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is that like you, you look for opportunity and you were very clear on your messaging, right? Like you have this strong Alaskan personality behind your brand, the stories that go with the brand. So while there's a ton of tea companies out there and tea can come in all different forms and the way that people are pitching it, healthy teas or Zen teas or whatever the teas are, you holding on to your Alaska roots in that way, but also the education behind it. Because I recently bought a couple of your advent calendars, which was a new product that you launched this last Christmas, which was genius. And she even puts in little um, cards into each little day that explains the tea how to brew the tea and a story behind the tea. So I'm drinking the chocolate passion, which is caffeine free, but tastes like cocoa. And it's because is it the Aztecs? It's the way that the Aztecs used to drink tea. Yeah. So cacao nibs, like just raw cacao nibs, how the Aztecs used to drink their own inver- their own version of tea was to take the cacao beans and mix them with spices and steep them in hot water, just like tea. And that was way before chocolate was invented like we know now today with the sugar and the dairy or separating the, the cocoa butter and things like that. So since you're only drinking an infusion of the taste of it, you're not drinking like an artificially flavored chocolate tea. It's literally cacao and you're not eating the beans, like you're not eating a chocolate bar. So you don't get any caffeine in it. Not enough to count as anything. Yeah, just and trace cal- effects. Calorie free. has natural. <laughs> yeah, calorie <laughs> free. Yeah. I'm just going to jump in really quick to interrupt this episode because I have to ask you a question. Can you believe we're already full steam ahead into another year? I know it's unbelievable. And we know you have big goals for your product business this year, and we're here to help you reach them. In all of our years helping product bosses, we find that one of the biggest things that they struggle with is setting their businesses up to truly scale and thrive. They don't know how to organize their time or handle the influx of orders when they do scale or how to even stand out in a crowded market. So question for you, product boss, do you ever feel like you're juggling so much in your product business without knowing where to focus or how to reach your goals? We feel you. It's no secret being a product boss isn't easy, but there are things that you can be doing right now to help your business thrive this year. And we're here to help you do that. We are hosting a free series that includes three info-packed workshops to help you kick off your best year yet. So if you're feeling like you don't have enough hours in the day, or you don't even know what you should be focusing on to grow or like your business can't even handle the influx of orders you want because you're making everything yourself, or like you don't know how to stand out in a crowded market, well, we've got you covered. That's why we created our upcoming free workshop series, The Product Boss's Guide to Your Best Year Yet. We're hosting three free workshops where we're sharing some of our biggest tips and tricks on how to have your breakthrough year in 2022. If you want to join us for free, just head to theproductboss.com slash best to save your spot. And let's grow this year together. So again, head to theproductboss.com slash best or head to the show notes and just click right there and we'll see you inside. And I think that's the beautiful thing. And if you all see her strengths here is that 
that there's an education component, right? Because you teach people about tea, you have tea education, but then you're also educating the consumer on the tea that they're drinking. So it's like this up-leveled experience. I know when I was in Japan, we went to a tea house and they served the tea and it was this experience and this ritual of it, but also having an understanding of like the type of tea we were drinking and the history of the tea. And I mean, maybe not everyone's into that and that's totally cool. Some people might just hear about the chocolate passion and say, oh, I like the flavor of chocolate without calories. Cool. But then there's other people that are thinking, well, that's really interesting. Like I could drink like the Aztecs or Mina's like thousand miles. I can go a thousand miles. I got lots of work mm-hmm. to do. Let's drink this. <laughs> I sure do. The thing I love about what Jenny does too is that she really thinks about the whole entire experience in it. I bet you, you didn't even realize that you got this from your parents, right? Because even we see this in chefs, right? People who really, the art of food and that mm-hmm. share, they give a gift through food and your parents, grew their own vegetables. They took herbs and spices. They put it into their five-star restaurant that was banquet style and all these different things. Well, for you, for example, you really have thought about growing your... you Now you're growing all the tea blends. You're making all the tea blends. You're sharing the story that's attached to it. You really have brought an art and an education to it. And then also in your cafe even... And in the in-person markets, you have like churned honey and everything like that, right? Like your old gray one. Yeah. So you've really just tied it together (laughs) and made tea this very special thing attached to a story with really just like your version of it. And I think that that's what you've done really well too, is not just the education, but the, the, it's, it's your, it's your creativity. It's your art, much like your parents did. Yeah, I think one of the strongest things about anyone's brands, anyone with a small business right now is to think about how you're going to bring it around full circle. Like you start with a mission. Like maybe it was because you like crocheting. So that's why you started doing it. But then why is the reason to keep crocheting? Why do you want to tell other people or share with people what you're making? And and then it becomes bigger than you, but then you have to bring it back full circle. Maybe it's like a very Asian thing. That's what I've heard. Like the way of thinking is like you start center, then you're like big, and then you bring it around full circle. And that just kind of seals up who you are and your identity and makes people very attracted to you. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if it's an Asian thing. I think maybe Asian would be put yourself in a box and see what happens. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, culturally we're all brought up in different ways. Yeah, we um, sure are. Right. And and I think Mina and I are, you know, we bond as like a Jewish woman and an Asian woman where it's like, you know, food and how like love is shared. No, that's not a joke. Two Jewish women and Asian women walk into a podcasting (laughs) studio. And they talk about how their moms (laughs) criticize them and tell them to eat all the food. But then make sure they don't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't eat too much. No, no, no. We love you, mom, if you're listening. Yeah, Um, we sure do. But, you know, I think, and I, and I love this as you as like a small business founder, just seeing that it can be bigger than what you all think. So Jenny could have just come out with tea. Jenny could have just come out with three flavors of tea, you know, would have been fine too. Yeah. And, but she has a story built around it. She has, there's such a value to it. And people, if, you're all listening and you're going to reconsider where you buy your tea the next time, which we tell you, go to Sipping Streams and buy the tea from her because you can see that there's love behind it, that there's thought behind it, that there's education behind it, that there's a purpose. Like you said, like not only does it taste good, but it does something in a way, right? It's like, what, there's, there's, there's more a to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's that idea of the small business owner, but also the heart 
behind it. And I think you definitely show that in your in your thing. She's wearing a, a sweatshirt right now that says Alaska grown because you also <laughs> really hold on to Alaska and like Alaska pride because I, the other Alaska companies that we work with too are very proud and Alaska is very supportive of their own as well. So it's just an incredible journey that you've been on. I mean, there's been a whole entire shows on what TLC and on um, PBS about Alaska, Discovery Channel, (laughs) all of it, because people really... Alaska is not for everybody, but we certainly love to live vicariously through the people that actually can are (laughs) tough enough to live in Alaska. Very tough people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So So tell us... Oh, go ahead. Did you have a question? I was going to say, what are you most proud of as a small business owner? I am most proud of being able to share the how my own business has influenced my life and see that same thing happen to other people's lives. So our mission at Sipping Streams is to help people transform their lives to grow to know who they are and to improve their quality of life through their mind, body, and soul. So I cannot actually... I, I sometimes get stressed out because when I look at the money, like that's not what drives me. It's not the money. But how I see people's lives change. And it was so healing for me and my family, how tea helped us with our cultural identity and healing of our past. And now what I'm really proud of is that I can say, looking back, if my grandfather was still alive, I I would say, I am so glad you took a chance to leave China, go to Hong Kong, start all over again, and then let your oldest son at 13 years old leave or tell him to leave and just start his own life. And we never would have made it to Alaska if my dad didn't have that same adventurous spirit that he's passed on. So like seeing this generational like legacy being passed on and then seeing it through our customers and their lives because he's just a medium but it brings people together and it also gives them space for themselves to reflect and it helps them grow and be a positive change for the world. So those are two different things is seeing our generational legacy in our family, but then also seeing that in other people's lives and how their lives have transformed. I love that. That is so powerful. And I I love that you are, you also said that tea was a medium because it is true. Tea is a gathering medium too, just much like food is, right? You bring it together. You, people come together, they have tea. It's very ritualistic, very ceremonial. And then to flip it and do it for yourself, I think is a very kind and beautiful thing too. So that's such a powerful message. Yeah, it gave me goosebumps saying that. And I, and I think there's people out there listening thinking, well, I sell X and maybe I don't have the same type of story that Jenny has, but we all have stories. We all have a reason. We all have a why. There's going to be like that immediate why of not working for somebody else, having, I say freedom of time. And sometimes it's not so true because (laughs) you work a lot of hours as a business (laughs) owner. (laughs) That was a mile G. I think it's, but it's that idea of like living by your values and living, living for you and growing something that you can pass down generationally. But then what else does your business do for other people? And you have found the, the part of connection with people through your product. It could be this part of indulgence or self-care for certain people. It could be to make people feel beautiful or confident. There's so many different things we can do. It could be making someone's life easier. So I think you're really inspirational in in how you've shared about your small business and, and what it means because it's more than the tea, even though the tea is fabulous. Another question I have is, what advice would you give another small business owner? Oh my goodness. Okay. 
You don't know what you don't know. So you better start, you know, finding other people who are like-minded or start asking around on how to get help with your small business. Okay, so when I joined Multistream Machine, I didn't even know there was a program like that. I'm like, where have you been all my life? Because we're we're celebrating our 15 year anniversary. Not in Alaska, clearly. <laughs> but she's doing her, her 15 year anniversary. So she's doing this oh on her gosh. own. Congratulations. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I'll just try to read books. But the other business owners that I was surrounded by were always coming to me for advice. Like, how did you know how to do that? How did you know how to market that? And you literally have to just try and try and try and hopefully meet people and talk about what you're doing with, be open with what you're struggling with. And then maybe you'll find help. I mean, the Product Boss podcast is what I was listening to. And I was like, what is this? Oh my goodness. Like, I need these people in my life. I need other like product-based companies in my life because the restaurant side, that's fine. You know, like I can get all that advice from my parents and and things like that. But I'm like, what? How do I even get out there? And I didn't know there were things like that. So just start searching, Googling, and then learning and also reevaluate on the value of what they're giving you advice on. So a lot of people will go out and be like, oh, I need this thing. It's going to be my answers to everything. You still need to self-evaluate if it's serving you. And that because that's where the value is. If it's not serving you and you're in a course and it's and you are doing the work, but there's a disconnect, be very careful of that. That's why Jacqueline and Mina are very genuine. They've lived through it. They have multiple businesses. And when I listened to the podcast, it was my way to like evaluate, like, is this real? Is this authentic? Let's see how consistent they are. And that's true of any businesses, but you don't know what you don't know. So you need to start investing in yourself and trying to find something, I guess, trying to find the information that you need that you don't even know that you need, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I have a quick question then because you you brought up multi-stream machine. So you were in business for 15 years and I would consider you successful. So what in MSM did like, what what did it help you with? Because other people out there are like, oh, I've, I've been in business for a really long time or I'm already selling to big box stores and, and you have a shop and you sell direct to consumers. So what was the thing that you found in there that was impactful in your business in the last couple of years? Well, one of the biggest things that I was very interested in was the Amazon module. And it's not that selling to Amazon is going to make you tons of money. It could. It could make you tons of money, but you have to realize that if you're going to do what we do, which is FBA fulfilled by Amazon, because we're in Alaska, there's no way I'm going to ship a million packages straight right from Alaska. <laughs> That's not cost effective. Is that it was to get our eyes out there to possibly larger buyers, maybe Whole Foods, you know, when maybe it'll be other large grocery chains in the country, other boutiques, other cafes and things like that, but for exposure for us. And so Amazon isn't necessarily a thing that brings us a lot of money right now, but we knew we needed to be out there because a lot of our customers who watch us online on our YouTube channel and do our tea education courses, they would not buy from us because they didn't want to pay shipping from Alaska, even though it wasn't that much. And so going through Amazon Prime, it finally got them got the products in their hands with our best sellers, of course. So that and refining things and looking, breaking the big picture of what you're going into smaller segments, I think has been so like changing actually, because our, our business doubled last year. 
Wow. Like at the end of 2021, it doubled. And I would have never thought that it would have doubled, but you're always like training us to like, look at your numbers. Is everything priced correctly? There's like the pricing module too and reevaluating it and just breaking it down into little simple steps and that you can pick it from whatever section you are. Because yeah, I've been in business now for 15 years. So do I really need to start at this one section and then work my way up? But no, that I can just pick and choose whatever I want and just Mm -hmm. focus on that thing. So good. Congratulations on doubling, hitting 15 years. So proud of you. Yeah, (laughs) I know. So amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like every time you are such an exceptional small business founder and you know we've been working with you, but I felt like I learned a lot more from you even today. Mm-hmm. And so thanks so much for sharing your story with us and let all, all the listeners know where they can find you, shop from you, share you, all the things. Yeah. So you can find us on our website at sippingstreams.com. We're also sold on Amazon Prime. And we also have Facebook and Instagram and a YouTube channel. So if you want to learn more about tea and you're not really sure if you're a tea drinker, there's over 350 videos on our YouTube channel. So just look up Sipping Streams on YouTube and you can learn more about us. Wow. And if you're in Fairbanks, Alaska, go say hi to Jenny. Go sip some tea with her. So thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you for being on. Say hi to Brian, your partner over there somewhere behind the screen. And um, (laughs) we'll see you soon. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.